Welcome to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast with one simple vision, build up, become strong. Welcome back to another Strong Towers Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike Lara, and I'm joined, as always, with Tom Edwards and John Ackerman. Uh, and this week, we're actually bringing another person to the table. As we've talked about in past uh, episodes, it's always great to get another opinion. Um, I love Tom and John, but hearing them talk so much can get a little little, little overbearing. So I have to bring somebody <laughs> in that can actually bring in some new topics, some new ideas, some new thoughts on the subject. And if you've been listening to the podcast for the last couple episodes... Um, we're diving into mentorship. We're diving into the topic of being coached, being taught, being just educated on things that we just don't have the experience on. And oftentimes that can look like our old neighbor next door who's really good at staining stuff or the guy who's ran a hundred miler before. And this week I'm very, very honored to have my good friend Alex on uh, to talk about his role and how mentorship is paid into his life. So how you doing, Alex? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Honestly, kind of surprised at uh, my ripe age of, of 28 that you guys would have me on to talk about this. Um, and then when I found out that I was the the week after Morgan Snyder, I was like, are you kidding me? Probably <laughs> gotta be the, most, the most famous person you've had on yet. And uh, and I'm I'm leading up after it. So I'm excited to, to be on and share whatever I do have for you guys. Well, and I think that was, I mean, there was definitely some intentionality with the lineup as a result. And so if you guys caught Morgan's episode last week, you know, one of the things that Morgan was really passionate about is, you know, obviously as younger men, a w- having a willingness to take the lower seat, mm-hmm. to be mentored, to rather than focus on, you know, building our kingdoms, our careers, our portfolios, you know, trying to get ahead that that we take time to really allow for some internal construction. But at the same time, if you caught the episode, one of the other things that he said was that everybody has something to offer. Everybody has a thing that they have been gifted with in God's economy, in God's kingdom, that they are equipped to give to others even as they continue to receive. And so, I mean, Mike, Tom, and I have been talking for a while about wanting to get Alex here on the show because, you know, even as someone who is younger, Alex, you're somebody that we look up to a lot for the things that you do have to offer, as well as honestly, one of the things I respect most about you is your willingness to take the lower seat and to learn and to ask questions. So this was such a natural fit to have you here to share in this conversation with us that I'm just really glad you were able to be here. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited. So Alex, would you want to give us a little backstory, who you are in five and a half seconds? Uh, but specifically, you know, we can just kind of dig into what did this topic of mentorship look like in your life as a young man or becoming an older man? Yeah, well, um, I guess, uh, you know, the the longer story that I'll try to make as brief as possible is that finances have always played a a pretty big role in my life. And as we'll get to, that's the area that I do mentor people in is, is their finances. And, um, as a child, uh, you know, my story was just coming through, you know, quite a bit of childhood trauma in terms of just up and down family finances. And so, um, that is one area where, 
you know, we all have, you know, like you're saying something to offer and other parts of us that are very young. Um, that is one area that I just have a lot of experience in because pretty much for all 28 years of my life, I've lived it so far. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, in the, to answer your question on what has mentorship looked like for me, you know, as I was kind of listening back to what you guys had said uh, in previous podcasts about just your different mentorship experiences. And, and quite frankly, you know, I kind of resonated with a lot of that in the sense that I haven't had a formal mentor in the sense of someone who was older than me. You know, I think that's, we kind of, uh, classified mentor as someone who's older has more experience not that that always has to be the case um my mentors for the most part have been people my age or at least close within my age so peers um a lot of you know different people in college uh, that kind of took me under my wing under the wing and uh, showed me the ropes but you know i i've always had this struggle and i i don't know if it's the same for you guys with older people just feeling like I don't want to be a bother. Like they must have more important things to do than spend time with me. And, um, and so probably the only actual older mentor I've ever had is my current boss. Um, who, when I was in college, I asked for an internship and he said, no. And but I'll, but I'll teach you. And so he, um, he, he would spend hours with me on breaks from college during the summer, um, whenever. Uh, and it ended up working out pretty well because I started working for him after. But he's, in terms of a professional mentor, has been exactly what I needed. Um, and I've always thought about how valuable it could be to have a mentor in other parts of my life like that. So when you, uh, when you started sitting under him, uh, how did that change your perspective? Because you, you did mention, you know, uh, guys in college and whatever, uh, taking you under their wing for different things, but to actually have kind of a, a more formal setup, um, what did that mean for you as you were trying to learn and, and uh, you know, start your career path, honestly? I think that that, that mentorship probably taught me that like you were saying, not everybody has everything to offer you. People have very specific things. And not that he couldn't have, but his scope at that time and what I was looking for from someone was strictly professional, right? So um, what can I do to prepare myself for after college? How can I make myself more marketable? What can I learn now to really enjoy work when I get done? Yeah. Uh, and he, he did that for me and not a whole lot more because uh, I didn't ask for it, but that was okay. And that worked out pretty well. And I, honestly, at the time, I don't think I would have said he's my mentor. I think only looking back on it now, do I realize what he gave me during that time? I think at the time I was like, I need a job and this guy probably can help me. Yeah. So. So were you specifically, I don't know, let me think of how I want to ask this. Um, was it a little bit of a, like this far and no further you shall come. Like I only want business advice from you. And so don't, don't give me your life lessons. Don't give me relationship advice. Was it the, I don't think he wants to offer this or was it, 
I don't want to hear it if he does, because Morgan was talking about in last week's episode that oftentimes with our mentors or especially our first mentors, we often look for them to fulfill the role of father, mm -hmm. right? To, to be all things for us, to sort of just to begin to leech, you know, everything that we can from them or to grasp onto them so tightly that they never leave. And it sounds like you had a very different, you know, first mentor experience. And so I was just curious if you can kind of put words to why that played out the way it did. Yeah. I mean, it, it probably played out the way it did from a very unhealthy place, which was, again, I don't want to be a bother. I know this man's time is busy. And so I, he deals with this stuff every day. This isn't going to require a lot of him, but it will benefit me greatly. So what can I take from him? And so I, I don't think I ever went down the rabbit trail of, hey, what does it look like to start a career you know, doing financial planning and also trying to grow a family. How do you balance work and life? How's your spiritual life when you're, you know, emotionally being involved with a hundred families? I never went down that, that rabbit hole. Because mm -hmm. honestly, that would have, I would have felt like I was asking for probably too much at the time. Um, yeah. And you, you have a very unique story with how you were mentored, right? Because if you think about the mentorship that you received, it was really gearing you up to prepare yourself to provide mentoring to other people, right? Like your job is to mentor other people financially. So being taught all these skills and all these traits, it was very different than say my mentor who taught me how to do SATCOM, how to do, you know, uh, things as, as far as technically, you're actually being coached to, to coach other people, to, to teach other people, to kind of gear them towards um, life choices based off of what your mentor has taught you and what he's done. And so I think that's just a, a, a just a, a great, a good story first off. And then also just your, the way you are, right. You're just always willing to learn, always willing to listen and to think about how much you've gained through this process of being mentored in order to mentor, especially at your age, it's just such an awesome story. And again, why, yeah. why we're asking you to be here and, and to kind of share what, what it, what it's like to do that. Yeah. I think, um, my, my mother probably gets a lot of credit for instilling that sense of curiosity in me, you know, aside from wanting a job, I think it was just general curiosity that brought me to um, my current boss to answer a lot of questions that I had that I, no one was answering for me. And I, I'm just the type of person that needs an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, because Mike brought up, you know, essentially you were being mentored to step into a mentoring position. Did you, uh, did you recognize that aspect of the job? Cause you said, you know, with your, your family history of finances and whatever, that that was always kind of a part of your story. Um, were you aware of how much of the coaching and mentoring piece this would have? No. Um, <laughs> when I, you know, I thought, wow, I like numbers. It seems to pay well. That sounds like a good job. <laughs> um, yeah. that, was about, that was about where I left it. And, uh, you know, I, I honestly, I remember the client conversation I was having when I realized that I was, I was basically trying to solve a childhood wound hmm. and, and it would be easy to go, wow, you, you, you're on a career path for kind of a broken reason. But what I ended up realizing was that I could find a lot of healing in that and also provide that for a lot of people. 
And, um, yeah, I was, ta- I was talking to a client and, um, you know, very, very conservative investments had never really wanted to take any risk at all. And we started talking about her childhood, not because I was probing for any reason, but just out of curiosity. And she told me, yeah, my, my dad said to never trust a bank. And he kept about half of his life savings stuffed under a mattress. Mm. And I thought to myself, I was like, oh my goodness, you know, this girl was probably, you know, 65 years old now. And this had happened 60 years ago. And her dad had imprinted this on her mind. And, you know, quite frankly, cost her millions of dollars because of these beliefs that she had ingrained in her as a child. Not to mention, aside from the finances, just all of the baggage that that brings day in and day out to a marriage, to a family. And I realized, you know what, (laughs) I, you know, while that might not be my investment philosophy, the way I approach finances, my beliefs about, you know, I'll never have enough because of certain things that happened in my childhood with my finances or my family's finances were playing out in the same way. And so I, I, at that point, kind of connected the dots. I was like, Mm -hmm. I think there's another reason why I got into this. And part of it's definitely God and part of it's me trying to, you know, fix something that I I didn't realize when I started. So talk a little bit now about what, what your life looks like now, what mentorship looks like now. And I mean, we can start with the obvious that you brought up of, you know, I'm 28 and I am advising people that are, I mean, like you mentioned the last client, like, like more than twice your age, like how does that feel to be in that role? It's, it's a hard place to be. You know, I, during the last financial crisis, which you guys were all young adults for, I was halfway through high school. Right. I, I was a sophomore in high school. I'm almost embarrassed to say that. <laughs> it's not I'll, your fault. I'll confess, I will confess I've never told a client that, although they, <laughs> they can do the math themselves and figure it out. I'll, you know, I'll tell them I'm, I'm 28. But the reality is, uh, is I just I don't have experience in terms of years. I only have experience of what I've lived and what I've studied. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I had to deal with really awkward conversations of talking to a family and them saying, you know, I think you're younger than my grandchild. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and almost a look of like worry come across their face. Like, should we be trusting our life savings to someone who's younger than our grandchild? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, my grandchild is, you know, still living with their parents and, you know, so, um, there's definitely some of that that's just kind of surface level head trash that was difficult to move past. Um, I think I'm, I'm past that at this point, you know, I, I, um, I kind of joke to families that I work with that it's great to work with a young advisor because I'm not going to die on you in the middle of your retirement. (laughs) And and it's true. Um, So I, I, I can, you know, jab back a little bit now, but there's still the sense, you know, a a personal belief and and knowledge that I haven't been through what other people have been through. And so trying to navigate that is, 
is difficult and trying to navigate really intimate questions like, am I going to be okay? You know, am I going to run out of money? Um, is, is hard not to mention trying to go a little bit deeper than that and talking about beliefs about money and how that's influenced their lives. You yeah. know, it's, um, it's very touchy for a 28 year old to try to be somewhat of a counselor to someone who's twice their age or three times their age. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned the, the counselor thing. Cause that's, that's one of the things that I think is, it's kind of hard to, for me to, or it was hard for me to understand, right? When I, when I think of financial advisors, my first thought goes to like, you know, bald old guy, Dave Ramsey telling me about how he went from the bottom, <laughs> from the bottom and how he rose and how he came back. And, you know, you, you kind of buy into that story of, Hey, he, he lived that life. He has that experience. Um, but coming from somebody who is also in, in relative in my age compared to a lot of the other senior uh, um, systems engineers and some of the satcom guys it's an it's an older field so when I come into the room and I start telling people hey you know I have you know 15 years of experience they're like well, what are you kidding me like how do you have 15 years of satcom experience like oh I, I do I think for you you have a unique opportunity to not just talk about numbers right you get beyond the, the dollar sign you get beyond the the sense and you talk life right you're really helping individuals make life choices that are going to help future generations, their, their future generations. So it's got to be, it's got to be a challenge for you, as you've kind of already mentioned, of being, you know, 28 years old and not having that experience. So I guess, how do you overcome that? Yeah, I think for me, it's a little bit, like you said, Mike, not trying to be a mentor for everybody, you know, trying to be a mentor in your lane. And to, to me, my role is, you know, my, my job function first and foremost is to really answer the question, will you be okay? And mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot of software out there and a little bit of head knowledge that goes into answering that question and a lot of steps along the way. The, the harder question to answer and dig down into is, are you enjoying life? Does money keep you up at night? Why is that? And, and to me, that's a bigger part of why I got into this was to answer that question and to help people try to overcome those beliefs. And I, you know, I just know firsthand that I actually have a lot of experience in that realm. Not a whole lot else, right? I'm, I'm very young and um, inexperienced in a lot, in a lot of other ways. But in those two areas, I, I know that I know a lot. And so I try to be that to as many people as possible and really nothing else. Um, not that I don't have other things to offer, but that's what I'm going to focus on. And I think over time, people respect that. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest parts about mentorship is just continuing to show up and to show up during really critical times. Um, Meeting with someone once or twice doesn't really do it, but meeting with someone a couple dozen times over a few years and picking up the phone and calling them, you know, the day after you found out that their husband passed away or, um, you know, something traumatic happened in their life and they're like, okay, you're going to be there. You know, you're going to show up. You're not going anywhere. And that just takes some time. So time and consistency, I think, plays a big piece in that too. And I think it's just really amazing in your story that you realized that you had that to offer even at such a young age because you know you mentioned at the the beginning 
the mindset of, of not wanting to take up somebody's time to, to, you know, pepper them with the questions and, and whatever. Um, but there's also the, the, as we step into whatever it is, that feeling of, well, I don't have enough to offer. Like I should, I should hold back. I should just, um, you know, and it reminds me of, of when I started teaching and, and John, I know your story is the same, you know, five years separated from the kids that now I'm in charge of <laughs> in the classroom. Um, you know, it's the same kind of thing. You, you have to figure out what it is that you can offer uh, and then stay in your lane. Right. And I think you've done a really good job of identifying that and continuing to build your strengths in that area. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I still feel really young in the second area. You know, I have my own challenges with those financial beliefs, never feeling like I'll have enough feeling like eventually the shoe will drop. And so it's, um, you know, it's, it's a challenge to, to, you can only help people as much as you've helped yourself. Right. So I, I notice my limitations and I think God is very kind in the sense that like, he's not allowing me to have breakthrough with dozens of clients and overcome all these things, because quite frankly, I haven't overcome them in myself yet. Mm -hmm. And so I, I do really look forward to the day where I see these families that I've now been working with for six years and hopefully we'll be working with for decades that I see them have that, um, that newfound strength or just newfound truths in their lives. Like I have. Yeah. So as you, as you're fully engaging on the mentoring level with your clients, how does the being mentored still show up for you either in the financial realm or in other areas? Yeah. You know, um, in the, in the financial realm, my, my boss and now, now my partner at work continues to be a a huge mentor for me, uh, professionally, just, years and years of experiencing having been through things that I haven't been through. And so, um, you know, kind of pass the head knowledge down to how to communicate effectively. That's a, been a real big focus for me. Um, you know, advice is really completely worthless unless it's taken and how you communicate that advice is a big part of whether or not it's taken. And so that's, something that I've been focusing on and something that uh, he's really been helping me with. Um, I think the other area is that <laughs> the reality is that there's just a lot of parts that I'm, I'm still very young in outside of the professional realm. And so one of the most beautiful things is that I work with amazing families who have things to offer me. You know, I, I would say that, given the amount of time I spend with some of these families, they, they mentor me in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I have, I have a client who, uh, she, you know, she's, she's always very concerned about kind of what's going on in the news and that sort of thing. But every time I pick up the phone or email her, she's always asking me, you know, how's Zeke doing? How's Emily doing? Are you getting off work in time to go home and and spend with them? 
And it's just, it's a good reminder because one of my tendencies is to kind of compartmentalize work and I'll, I'll go down a rabbit trail and I won't come out, you know, <laughs> for hours. And it's hard for me to disengage and come home from work. So she, you know, she's always a good reminder of that. Um, you know, I have another client who, uh, right, you know, during March in the middle of the COVID-19 crisis, uh, he was, he was emailing, we were emailing back and forth. And, uh, one morning I woke up and it was particularly bad day, uh, for stocks in general. And, uh, you know, the news is just blaring or whatever. And, uh, and I get an email from him and it's just, no subject line for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you, not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future period sent. And you know, it's just, it's nice to have people that I'm supposed to be, you know, calming them down. And they're like, I acknowledge that this is probably very hard for you. And this is your first time dealing with this. And I'm not only going to show you a little bit of grace, but I'm going to offer you something in the midst of that. And so being able to receive that, that, that same man emailed me a couple months earlier from that and said, why do you do what you do? What's your purpose? And then he, in period, he said, don't get back to me right away. Think about it and let's talk later. <laughs> and so, you know, the opportunity to have people like that pour into me in a role where I'm supposed to be giving to them is, is, I don't know. I really enjoy it. It's very healthy, I think. Yeah. Well, and it's one of the things that I so appreciate about you. And I, I, I had the incredible good fortune to meet you pretty much right out of college right out of when you got out of college, not me. Um, but I mean, you have always had that capacity to, like you've been describing, to stay in your lane, to offer the things that you know you have to offer. And you have a wisdom and a maturity that belies your age. But at the same time, to then avoid what I think is one of the the very common pitfalls of most men, which is as we acquire experience and expertise in one area, to then either believe we've acquired experience and expertise in lots of other areas simply by virtue of getting older, or we try to fake it. That because I now have a reputation with you know some degree of competency in this one area, I'm just going to try to pretend that I've also acquired that same thing in all these others. And I am so humbled so often by your willingness to admit the things that you don't know in the areas in which you still want to learn even as you continue to offer the wisdom and maturity and experience and expertise that you have in your lane. And it's just, it's a rare combination of maturity and self-assurance. And like we've talked about on some of the other episodes, I mean, you're aware of what you don't know as much as you are aware of what you do know. And I think that that characteristic about you as much as anything else is one of the reasons why I was so excited to have you on this episode on mentorship is because you embody what I feel like I wish I could have been as a younger man, as someone that felt comfortable in the area where I was gifted and didn't have to feel uncomfortable in the areas where I didn't. So thanks for being that guy, Alex. I'm glad I know you. I'm glad to know you too. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. So as we continue to kind of dig into mentorship and um, 
pick up these different stories from Morgan last week and Alex this week. Um, you know, one of the things that I think has been running through all these episodes is the idea that this is a journey that we continue to be on. Um, you know, we've, we've hit on this idea that uh, mentorship is not a one person fits all kind of thing. And, and so we have to seek it out in all kinds of different areas in our lives. But, um, but also, you know, I think our conversation with Alex this week has, has highlighted that, uh, you know, even if we do start to achieve some success in an area, there's still more that we can learn and we can always be in that receiving mode as well. And so we're going to keep digging into uh, mentorship uh, some more and, and getting some stories from other people and, um, and really trying to build out what a robust journey in this area would look like. Uh, so come on back next week. Uh, we will have more uh, to, to learn uh, because I think John, Mike, and I are all sitting here and taking things in um, every week as, as this conversation continues. Um, so come on back and, uh, and see us again next week. Hey guys, Tom here. If you like the conversation that we were having uh, this week on the podcast, make sure to give us a, a like or a review in your podcasting app. And we'd love for you to join in the conversation uh, beyond just uh, just what we got to talk through this week. So uh, find us on Facebook. We have a private group on Facebook now. You can uh, get to that through our website, strong-towers.com, or on Facebook you can search for We Are Strong Towers. Uh, like I said, it is a private group, so you'll need to ask uh, for us to, to let you in there just to keep it a safe space for guys to engage in, in deep conversation as we look at these topics that are uh, so important to who we are and, and uh, how we approach life. And follow us on social media also at strong underscore towers on Instagram and Twitter.